the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. We don't need no education. We don't need no thoughts control. Welcome to Education Nation, where we tackle the biggest issues in American education. School is now in session. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Mark Durkin. Well, good evening and thank you for joining us here on Education Nation. I am your headmaster and host, Rebecca Hagstrom, and it's a privilege to join you every Saturday evening here on AM 1280, The Patriot. And of course, I'm joined in studio once again by our producer. Actually, I'm not joined in studio. I'm so much in the habit of saying that. I am joined by phone uh, with the producer of our Education Nation and my co-host, Mark Durkin. Habits are hard to break, aren't yes, they, Rebecca? Yes, they sure are. I know. <laughs> Very much so. But I'm glad to be together by phone anyway. Um, Absolutely. And looking forward to being able to do the show again with you tonight. Um, well. the, the State Department of Education recently released data that touts overall K-12 graduation rates for Minnesota as having hit an historic high. The class of 2019 shows a graduation rate of 83.7%, up half a percentage point from 2018. Despite these numbers, however, the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis reports that Minnesota has some of the largest achievement gaps by race, ethnicity, and socioeconomic status in the nation. So this is no secret, in fact, that the racial learning gap has been a growing problem for decades all across that, that, the world, or all across yes, the nation. That's, mm-hmm. that's right, Rebecca. In fact, the ongoing achievement gap and the subsequent failures to reduce it has led to a new proposal in the state of Minnesota called the Page Kashkari Constitutional Amendment. Now, retired Minnesota Supreme Court Justice Alan Page and current Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis President Neil Kashkari proposed that such an amendment would make a quality education a fundamental right. Page and Kashkari are trying to gain support for the measure, hoping the Minnesota legislature will vote to have it appear on November's ballot for Minnesotans to decide if it should be amended to the state constitution. Now, if the proposal should make it to the ballot, it would ask voters this, quote, shall the Minnesota constitution be amended to provide that all children have an equal right to a quality public education? Well, while the wording of the amendment on a future ballot sounds innocuous, a closer look at the proposed language compared to the current constitution shows some disturbing differences that could remove parental rights when it comes to education choice. Our guest tonight is Minnesota State Senator Roger Chamberlain of Lino Lakes, who states for the record that he is opposed to the amendment and has been from the beginning. That's right. And Senator Chamberlain represents District 38 and has been a frequent guest of ours on the program. And he's been a vocal proponent of expanding school choice for Minnesota families. 
He was the provisional author of Opportunity Scholarship Tax Credit Legislation in the Senate, and he insists that proposed amendment is not the answer when it comes to improving outcomes for every single student in Minnesota. Senator Chamberlain, thank you so much for joining us again on Education Nation. Thank you very much. Sorry, I was a little screwed up on the phones there. Oh, really? I'm I'm back now. Thanks for having me back. He got you in in the nick of time, huh, right after your introduction? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, Senator Chamberlain, first of all, I do want to say thank you very much for coming on to our show so many times and being such a great proponent of, of educational choice. You have been out there fighting that that uh, battle for a long time and we really appreciate your tenacity on that t- on that issue um, but before we begin before we begin though our discussion surrounding the proposed page Kashkari amendment um, we must really first acknowledge that the Minnesota legislature reconvened on March 26. oops we've got some noise going there um, reconvened on March 26th in hopes of passing more than 350 million in COVID-19 relief. What was the outcome of that March 26th session and where will the funds help Minnesotans? The, uh, the bill passed both the, both the House and the Senate. It was passed uh, unanimously, unanimously in the Senate and there were uh, almost unanimously in the House mm-hmm. or a few folks that uh, voted against it. But um, it's about $350 million, give or take. Mm-hmm. It will help uh, the bulk of it, $200 million, is added flexibility to the Department of uh, Minnesota Management and Budget. It's got some guidelines and accountability, checks and balances, create a commission to uh, review where the money is going and uh, go through the process. But overall, about $350 million, all those dollars will go to things like um, emergency child care uh, grants, military the veterans for veterans affairs food shelf programs housing appropriations uh, emergency services grants uh, a variety of things a little bit to small business not enough to small business but um, some there some to the tribes mm-hmm. of a million to the tribes so a variety of things uh, directly and then another 200 million dollars it's there for flexibility uh, as needed so mm. Okay. That's what got done yesterday. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. And good for um, businesses to know that po- potentially they can benefit from it, although it sounds like you didn't think there was quite enough in there for small business. I feel like they are one of the most broadly affected spectrum or of the right. spectrum of businesses. And um, Right. Well, well, we had to have a balance, right? We addressed mm-hmm. the needs and, you know, put money to, for the hospitals. And for yes. phase one, about 225, and this was another 350 for a variety of things. But um, only about uh, a handful of dollars for the business, small businesses. And mm-hmm. it really has to, we're going to have to address that uh, soon mm-hmm. because these these businesses are, as you know, the backbone yeah. and the engine of the economy. Yeah. And exactly. they fail. We will not have the revenue we need, so right. we have to keep them in mind, so we can do what we can to support the restaurants and uh, bars and, the, and pubs. But mm-hmm. there's other a lot of small small businesses like uh, dentist clinics, yes, and, uh, yes. different things yeah. that can open. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so God willing, we will get through this, and we will one way or another. Yeah, yep, um, we will. Prayerful, we'll move forward. Prayerfully, in a shorter period of time rather than a longer period of time. Yes, 
Yeah. Prayerfully, yes. All right. Well, let's turn our focus to the proposed Page Kashgari Amendment to the state constitution. The amendment calls for all children having a fundamental right to a quality public education. Would this new civil right, quote unquote, mean that K-12 funding would always get the first dollar over other vital priorities? And if so, is that still possible with funds now that going now going forward because of the COVID pandemic? Well, that's an interesting way. Um, it certainly would be a higher priority, right? Because in my my opinion, what this does is, I mean, it's an unnecessary change, in my humble opinion. The mm-hmm. constitutional amendment that proposed by Paige Kashkari is opposed by a lot of people from both sides of the political aisle okay. um, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But in my humble opinion, it will handcuff the legislature and handcuff the system, turn it over to the courts, and that is not a good thing. Right. It'll be yeah. a, a litigious process. Uh, they've had it in California and other places. Um, I don't have my art, the article with me, but but California has this experience and they point to this type of language. So words mean things. I think this amendment, if it were to happen, and I, I don't think it will, but people need to pay attention, would, uh, would not help education. It would destroy it mm. and uh, take it away from parents. So as far as parent choice, it would take it away from parents, certainly take it away from educators and other legislators, legislators' hands, and that uh, could really, as you said in the, uh, in the question, it could could bug bug up bog down the uh, budgetary process, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And then one of the uh, larger uh, grassroots citizen network groups uh, that has raised their concerns, as well as the Minnesota Advocates and Champions for Children, uh, otherwise known as MAC, or I believe formerly also known as Minnesotans Against Common Core. Um, they still are, by the way. Uh, the, the group has raised legitimate concerns mm-hmm. <laughs> when comparing the original Constitution uh, with the proposed amendment. They looked at the language of this, and one uh, concern that they had raised was the proposed removal of the current constitutional statement, which says, the stability of a republic depends mainly upon the intelligence of the citizenry. In fact, the new language found in the proposed amendment would read, quote, a quality public education that fully prepares them with the necessary skills for participation in the economy, our democracy, and society as measured against uniform achievement standards set forth by the state. So does this proposed amendment seek to change the purpose of education from academics and skills to solely skills training? Uh, that is another good point. Um, it certainly could because words mean things, right? Yes, yes. And when you say all children, quality and uniform, does all children mean K, you know, birth to, to 20? Does, uh, what is quality? How do you define quality? Exactly. And, <laughs> right. And who, and who establishes the uniform achievement mm-hmm. standards? Mm-hmm. So and this inter- is very narrowly focused. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, what do you think about the fact that it says in there, in, in this um, language, the necessary skills for participation in the economy? To me, that just sounds like <laughs> job training. It's like school to well, work that, all over again, huh? <laughs> that's another. That's another angle, right? That's uh-huh. another angle. Education is much more than just learning how to, you know, build a widget, right? Yeah, for sure. It's it's 
it's about why you're doing it and the process and the thinking, everything behind it. And you're well aware of it with all the great work you do at Liberty Classical. But that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Words mean things. Yeah. And I think it was fine the way it was written. We all, I, uh, when they were sitting in front of the K-12 committee, I wasn't going to say anything, but then somebody said, go ahead. So, uh, you know, I take they, they suggested that somehow the, people serving at the legislature and the people like you who are actively working for kids and teaching kids and running your schools somehow don't Mm -hmm. put children first in the education process. I I take offense at that. (laughs) I I mean, that was the language Mm -hmm. and words mean things. And these are problems Mm -hmm. quality, necessary skills, uniform achievement. What does that all mean? And that's the problem. And, and incidentally, you know, uh, all due respect to Mr. Page, uh, justice page, he knows this. Mm-hmm. Kashkari is not a dummy. He's smart. Right. They know words mean things. Yep, yep. And, yeah. dangerous stuff. It is dangerous, and especially because it sounds good. You know, if you don't know yeah. the, kind of the yeah. meaning behind it all, it could sound very good, and it would be, once it got onto the ballot, I think it would be difficult um, to argue yes. against. Yes. Um, so right. we kind of are already talking about this a little bit, but looking at that language included in both the current Constitution and the proposed amendment, the amendment removes the legislature as having mm-hmm. the duty of establishing a general and uniform system of public schools. And under this amendment, who then would try to ensure the quality of the public schools as a fundamental right? And you talked about it being the courts. Do you want to explain to our listeners a little bit more about mm-hmm. why you say it would land more specifically in the courts? Well, okay, you're right. And we'll reemphasize, too, as you had pointed out, this is a problem with, with parental choice because when you turn mm-hmm. it over to the courts, the parents and the and the schools and the teachers and the legislature don't, don't won't have much of an option, right. right? So why do I think it'll be turned over to the courts? California had a case I just recently saw uh, resolved, awarded fifty three million dollars to a number of of uh, schools out there. I can't remember the particular uh, particulars and the details, but they had language similar to this: a quality, all students, quality, uniform, that sort of language. Mm-hmm. And the, the people reporting on it and some of the attorneys and experts said, look, this is just the first. This will probably happen more often now. Mm-hmm. It's easier to sue the state. Um, and these words mean things. So they said in their testimony that uh, this is about kids first. And it's not about the courts because uh, Justice Page met with most of us, uh, Kashkari, and they sit up there and say, well, this, is not a, this won't harm separation of powers. Well, when their presentation, that's all they did. They cited court cases, and they cited money. So Mm -hmm. why do I think this will be turned over to the courts? Because they said so in their testimony, and the words are there. He's a litigator, has done his whole life, except for his football time. Mm -hmm. So this will be turned over to the courts. We have Mm -hmm. evidence of that happening in New Jersey and California, their own evidence, their own own, uh, uh, presentation, and their own testimony suggests this is where it'll go because they said fundamentally that this will give parents recourse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Blair. kind of yeah, well said, well said, Senator Chamberlain. Um, well, many of those proponents say the amendment would shift the power to families, um, you know, which obviously we're disagreeing with or, you know, you right. are. And I've been studying this up as well. And I'm also in disagreement with this amendment. Um, if the amendment paves the way for judicial control of the state's educational policy and funding, how can they be so sure of guaranteeing that every child achieve a specific educational outcome? 
Well, <coughs> they can't, right? <laughs> yeah. they can't. Every child is different, right? Mm-hmm. Every child is different, different circumstances, and there has to be flexibility within with the parents. Look, if you, when you take something to court, you're obligated, and they did this in New Jersey too and other places, you're obligated to follow the rule of the court. Mm-hmm. So the court will say in the case of uh, California, million dollars will be awarded here. Mm-hmm. That is the legislator, legislator's job, like it or not, mm-hmm. to say where that money is, how much is appropriate and where it goes. So the court will do that. We'll be bound to that. The parents won't have a choice in what happens there, right, in those schools. Mm-hmm. Right. They cannot now go to their school, uh, but the teacher will go to the principal to resolve the problem. They, mm-hmm. it, they could not possibly guarantee that these things would work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What path? I mean, there's just too many variables. Right. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. New Jersey did this, by the way. You remember, you're familiar with yes. New Jersey. Yes. Yeah. We talked about that case on our, on our show a while ago. Mm-hmm. Are, they, are they in the top 10? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not no. even close. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> no, no. Mm-hmm. And they're so spending lots and lots and lots of money, by the way, as a result of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Way right. more than they would have otherwise. And, it's, and it has, they have nothing to show for it. Right. Yeah. No. Zero. No. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You can graduate kids, but what does that mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What well, in, in, the, in the spirit, too, of what uh, Senator Chamberlain said about they, they can't guarantee the specific education outcome. Even Justice Page uh, was quoted as saying uh, what the solution will be as I stand here. I can't tell you. So, mm-hmm. again, uh, yeah. another experiment right. here. Yeah. But, you know, as we all know, the United States is a it's a constitutional republic, according to Article four, Section four of the U.S. Constitution. And in this proposed amendment, you won't find the word republic mentioned, but you will find the word democracy. And I thought that was an important uh, point to point out. Mm-hmm. And we know that the concept of democracy uh, really leads to mob rule, and it increases the power of the state. And we also mentioned about how the state would ultimately remove power from parents if this uh, amendment were to be amended to the Constitution. Could you elaborate a little bit, Senator Chamberlain, about what uh, maybe specific uh, problems and, and, and hurdles that parents would face in the process of trying to navigate uh, through exercising education choice? Well, there's a lot of nuances and finer details, but it, there's a lot of overlap here, right? So if I believe that, and again, there's a lot of different angles at this, if I believe that the they put this together, maybe they had a good intent to say we want to improve the system, but they put this together and they have the language, and we believe the language will lead to lawsuits because they've said that parents need recourse, and the language is written as such, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And there's overlap. If you do that, and as I mentioned previously, how does it remove power from uh, the the uh, parent and the teacher and the educator in the classroom? Well, if the court has already mandated something, there's two things, right? One is the school say the court ruled this and we can't change it. Right now we have all these fed laws pushed down on us. And if you try to change something, the public schools will say the fed law won't allow us because we'll lose 12 cents here and we'll lose a buck there and we'll be sued over here. So the more you do this, uh, the more you remove people from that point, right? Where you can go to your educator and the principal and solve the problem. The harder it's going to be to solve the problem. and It'll just get worse. So, 
Well, you do all these things, you take that, it, it has to, by process, be taken from the parents and the educators and removed to the courts or to the legislative body and say, well, we've been mandated by the courts, we therefore have to appropriate this money to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. there is, unless you decide, and right. I'll tell you, if something like this passed, I'd say, don't follow it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not following this law. Right. Right. I don't think it will, but I would. Right. It'd be, it would be a reason to say no. We're not listening to this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the uh, requirements for this to even, or the requirement, I should say, for this to even appear on the ballot in November, would involve the Minnesota legislature voting uh, whether to right. have it appear on the ballot. Um, has that uh, vote taken place yet? If not, do you feel one way or another as to how your colleagues may vote on this matter as you've spoken to them? The vote has not taken place, and you're right. It would only have to be the House and the Senate would have to vote on it. The governor has nothing to do with it. Then would be placed on the ballot. Uh, because there's wide opposition to this, uh, including teachers' union and many teachers and a lot of citizens like ourselves, parents and educators, a lot of broad opposition. I, I highly doubt this will be put on either floor of the House or the Senate for a vote. That and, you know, you combine with the, we get back to session in mid to late April, there's not going to be a lot of time left. And I don't think there's going to be much of an appetite to deal with this, which is frankly not a right. priority. We'll have yeah. to do other things to, to get, get this, keep the state alive. So this won't be a priority, and the, the sentiment and the feeling is wide opposition. It's not going to get to the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. In, related related to this whole topic of you know the whole the mm-hmm. whole reason why they are proposing this amendment in the first place, they're saying is because they want mm-hmm. to close the achievement gap between um, right. minority students and um, mm-hmm. well, they they usually just look at white students, even though really. Um, Asian mm-hmm. students perform better than white students typically, um, but that mm-hmm. that gets ignored. But anyway, that that setting that aside, in 2013, the legislature dropped the minimum test scores for a high school diploma because there were yes. too many students who couldn't meet the standards in reading, writing, and right. math. And then this mm-hmm. year, Governor Walt's um, education agenda is proposing the elimination of basic skills tests for all teachers. Mm-hmm. In addition. All students are increasingly finding it difficult to learn in classrooms that have grown increasingly chaotic because of the student misbehavior, which is connected to equity policies that also are there to try to close the achievement back uh, gap. Mm -hmm. So is it realistic to believe that the Minnesota Supreme Court can really turn all of these things around simply by creating this amendment? It's almost like waving a magic (laughs) wand. (laughs) It will be equitable. Well, it's an excellent point, right? Is that mm-hmm. there are so many variables in this, right? Look at the COVID issue today. Uh, you do something up here and you know it's going to disrupt stuff, but you don't know how much. We have a mm-hmm. complex society and culture. There's a lot of moving pieces and parts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them you don't even know will be impacted if you do something. If you do something way over on one side, you it's like a junga, right? Yeah. Not even more complicated than the junga tree. Is a junga mm-hmm. or a junga tree? You pull something out, something else will happen somewhere else, and you may not even know where. Mm-hmm. It's very complex. So there's no way that I, I, I really I love the courts, but you really get frustrated. I get frustrated 
when people go to the courts and you have, like the water issue that we had in White Bear Lake, mm-hmm. very complex scientific issues with all these interactions, and you take it to the court, and one judge, yeah, one judge makes a ruling and said, okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Here's the solution. Mm-hmm. Are you crazy? <laughs> so how are we going to do that with people? And all it did was really have... kind of open up Pandora's box a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So when you try to do that with kids and education, you're in education. You know how challenging and difficult it is. Yeah. So how do they think that they can sit down there and just throw the money at it and make it work? Right. This is ludicrous. Yeah. You know that you can educate a kid. Uh, the studies and research shows money and, and money and uh, race has no in, really has no impact on the kid's ability to learn. Mm-hmm. And it, exactly it doesn't. Right. You've seen it. You've no, done it your over whole life. and over and over. The research shows that. Yeah, yeah you've done it your whole life, and mm-hmm. it's about process and attitude and willingness and leadership, and um, and that's what it's about. So they can't possibly know all these variables uh, to. It'll just mess things up. Money won't be the solution. We have a lot of little solutions that'll uh, drive a lot of change. I'm sure you mm-hmm. would attest to the fact that literacy, there's one way to teach literacy, reading. Yep. Yeah, yep. It's not whole yep. language. Right, right. right. Yeah, and that actually so kind of ties of that ties me into the, the last question that we'd like to ask you here yep. before we close out. Yeah. Um, as mm-hmm. I said at the beginning, you're a tireless um, worker for uh, Minnesota families and improving educational opportunities for them. Um, you know, what do you feel it's going to take to raise academic achievement and shrink the achievement gaps that exist between white students and minority students? Yeah, um, well, I've often, you, you're aware of this too, you and Mark are, and I've often said, you know, we can't fix this system. We have to offer choice and options for parents. The only way we're going to fix this system it's just a. It's like that. I look at this system as a, in two ways. One is it's like that big ball of Christmas lights that were taken off the tree and thrown into a box, and you try to untangle two thousand lights. You can't do it. You just say, "What the heck with it? I'm throwing it away." It's a good I'm analogy. Buy some new ones. Yeah. So <laughs> I get another one. I got another yeah. one <laughs> concrete blocks, but uh, we. I think the best way to fix this is to is to allow parents that choice. The very thing we talk about all the time about you and and Mark and every all the great work uh, you do and others in your organization do. It's about giving parents choice. You only empower parents by giving them choice at the point of contact. You're not empowering parents by saying go to court so attorneys can get rich off of lawsuits mm-hmm. and right. the mm-hmm. system. You want to empower parents. Give them freedom to choose. That is number one, easiest, quickest, best way to solve this problem and improve, reduce the achievement gap. We've seen it around the country. We've seen it in Minnesota. We've seen it in your schools. Yeah, That's how it will work. That's the easy option, parental choice, empowering parents. That's the direct way to do it. We don't have to change the Constitution and break the state and continue to mess up the system. Mm-hmm. The system right now is not fixable or you can't untangle it. It's the worst uh, lobbying cartel there is. Mm-hmm. 30 or 40 of them. They all got something. Well, one last comment is that yeah. uh, the danger of even the go- putting this up for discussion is that some of these people in the cartel will do anything as long as they get money into the system. Yes, that's a we good point. We had people sitting at the, at the desk uh, testifying yeah. to this. Said, well, we have problems, but if we change this word and a little bit of language here, we can make it work. 
And then, of course, the implied message is, as long as we get the money to do it. Yeah. They don't uh, care. As, yeah. I'm not saying they don't care, but, you know, there's a sense there that if they get money, they can solve the problem. Yep, yep. And, and on, that, negotiate a solution. on that note, Senator Chamberlain, uh, keep up the good fight. We are so proud Thank to have you, you as a senator, and we're thankful that you came on the show to talk about this amendment. And we're thankful to hear that you don't think it's going to go through, but we trust that you're going to continue to work on that to that end. Keep an eye on. Yep. Thank, thank you. you so thank you. And thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Mark. For tolerating me. Take oh, care. we are glad to have you and stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, take care. Bye. All right. You too. See you next week.